Hello, hello, hello. Uh, what's going on with our audio today? Uh, welcome to Kernels of Truth, I think. Brought to you by Progress Kentucky. Uh, hope everyone's doing fantastic this week. Uh, we have got a great show for you. We're going to go over some of the results from yesterday's elections, talk a little bit about what, what the matchup for November looks like. Uh, we, Doug's going to yell at us about voting. Uh, we're going to remember a true friend of progressive Kentuckians everywhere. Uh, then we're very excited to bring on uh, Representative Colonel Pam Stevenson, check in on how her statewide campaign is shaping up, what her constitutional role means for our Commonwealth, and how folks can help her effort. Before we get into that, though, are you ready to help turn Kentucky purple? I see uh, that uh, there are some folks who are confused and that say, I shouldn't talk about purple. We should talk about blue because blue is where we want to go. Blue is where we want to go. But we're bright red right now, people. And I feel like we should, you know, walk before we run. Let's let's make some marginal gains. Let's get some improvements here because our state is deeply red. We have a GOP supermajority that's committed to punching down on trans kids. They're looking to make every single abortion, even the thought of abortion, illegal. They're cutting taxes for the rich and cutting services for the poor. Uh, but if you want a Commonwealth that's better, that works for all of us, join us, help support our campaign to turn our Commonwealth purple, make a donation at our secure ActBlue website, spread the word that we're tired of the GOP, ignoring the needs of regular folks in Kentucky, and we think our Commonwealth is worth fighting for. So uh, let's check in with our co-hosts. Let us know who you are, where you are, what does your protest sign say today? Uh, and also, if you're watching, uh, you know, which I think couple people are, you should go ahead and right now put it in the chat. What do you, what does your sign say today? What are you protesting? So uh, my, I'm Aaron, coming to you from Childsburg. Again, lovely deed-restricted community, <laughs> the outskirts of Lexington proper. Uh, on the other side of New Circle Road, uh, not on the in inside of New Circle Road. Um, my sign says, my sign says, Sierra, is outstanding in her field. And I even created a graphic to prove that Sierra is in fact outstanding in her field. Uh, there she is, outstanding. I don't actually know if it's her field. It's a field. She's certainly comfortable enough with this uh, livestock to have their filth on her. So <laughs> she she's willing to get dirty. I am so uh, excited for Sierra Enlow uh, and her campaign for Ag Commissioner. I know Ag Commissioner isn't really the top of the ticket for most folks, but you know, Sierra's a friend of the show. She ran a great campaign uh, and we're also awfully proud of Annabelle Nagel who helped run that campaign. So uh, next up, uh, most important uh, co-host, Kimberly Cecil Jones. <laughs> Um, good evening, everyone. How's everyone doing? Uh, got my new glasses on today. How you guys like it? You like my new glasses? Nice. Brand new today. Yeah, I thought I'd be a little different for this summer. Um, actually just want to say, um, I am coming to you live, uh, from Louisville, Kentucky, uh, Jefferson County, the first stop for Andy Brashear's, uh, bus tour. And uh, my protest sign says today that um, hashtag, we gotta get Andy in, period. Period. Awesome. Are you spelling out period or is it just a period on the sign? Spelling out period. <laughs> like, I like it. It's over. Right. Do it. 
That's important for sure. All right, and going to then our also most important co-host, uh, Doug. Doug Price, are you there? Yes, I'm here. I'm coming to you from Harrison County, Kentucky. I just had a friend a little while earlier comment on a Facebook post. He saw that I was going to be on as a co-host, and he was incredulous. So when did that happen? And I said, well, it's only been going on for like two or three years, but I'm glad you noticed. <laughs> I, I'm wearing my sign. Uh, it has to do with give blood. Uh, I'll follow that with KBC has a blood shortage partially caused by a lack of gun control. During the mass shooting in Louisville that killed five and injured eight, while treating those victims, the hospital used over 170 units of blood in one day. So if you can get blood, contact the Kentucky Blood Center and uh, arrange for that to happen. Nice. Yeah, everyone should give blood. And also, I think the the feds just loosen the rules about who can give blood. So that's exciting. Uh, I think finally, uh, gay individuals are able to be blood donors now, which is awesome. It took took way, 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 way too long. But uh, it's nice that there's some, you know, accessibility there. Did you all know there was another mass shooting in Louisville? Oh, Lord, no. Uh, right here in Chickasaw Park, there were uh, five individuals that were killed. And um, there is some contention, again, for towards the media that uh, residents, and this is in uh, Colonel uh, Representative Pamela Stevenson's uh, district area, and, you know, people are wondering why didn't that get any type of media attention as well? Yeah. Third mass shooting in 2023 in Louisville. That's horrible. Um, all right. So I think we're going to move into news of the week. Uh, and Doug, I think, has the first story on this front uh, covering winners and losers. Uh, and I think maybe with some editorial comments <laughs> coming our oh, way. <laughs> yes, definitely some editorial comments. But first, I get to go over with the, uh, the winners and the losers. In the governor's race, uh, most people are aware that Andy Bashir won that race handily. Uh, Daniel Cameron is the Republican nominee. nominee. He uh, bested Kelly Kraft, who spent, her and her husband spent over $10 million dollars on the election, and I've seen figures that said uh, she spent about $233, she and her husband, about $233 per vote. <laughs> um, you know, in some eastern Kentucky counties in the past, there have been people who have been paying uh, $40 for a vote or a bottle of liquor for a vote. Um, probably could have bought a lot of votes in some of those counties for $233. Anyway, back to the results. Uh, Michael Adams won handily in the Kentucky uh, Secretary of State Republican primary. There wasn't a Democratic primary, but uh, Michael will face Buddy Wheatley in the uh, general election. In the Kentucky Treasurer primary, Mark Metcalf won. Uh, he actually came in first over the person that I, who finished third that I thought might actually win the election. Uh, 
Michael, he will be facing Michael Bowman in the general. Kentucky Commissioner of Agriculture, there was a Democratic primary, and as Aaron has already alluded to, uh, Sierra Enlow won that. And in the Republican primary, uh, Jonathan Shell bested Richard Heath. Auditor of Public Accounts, Allison Ball was, uh, she's the current treasurer, and she accrued the most votes of anybody in the election. She will be faced by Kim Reeder in the uh, general election. Kim will be joined, will join us next week. And unfortunately, uh, Democrat Robert Saint lost his election to Republican Greg Elkins in the uh, Kentucky Senate 28 district election. Do you all have any uh, observations before I go into my rant? <laughs> uh, I do. We actually have, um, we've got some footage that I think we're going to roll uh, from Daniel Cameron's victory speech. Uh, because, you know, obviously that was the hottest race, the most like, you know, attention grabbing race. I think we should probably, you know, opine on it a little bit. And, you know, I was watching KET for the results as it was coming in. And I just got to say, like, I was disappointed uh, in how that was run. Renee Shaw just like made it a like Republican booster like evening. I truly believe they had two Republicans on who just steamrolled the Democrats that were also on there for their balance. And Renee Shaw was, I think, just winking and nodding at some of the stuff these Republicans were saying, which is out outlandish statements about Andy, outlandish statements about Democrats. And just truly, I was really disappointed in KET last night watching kind of what went down. Um, I expected kind of more, uh, a little bit more balance, but it is what it is. Uh, you know, this is a Republican state. It's a red state, apparently. And uh, the media, I guess, is comfortable with that, too, uh, and isn't going to be necessarily, you know, being fair and balanced in some of this stuff. So I guess we should just know to expect that moving forward. But, you know, also I was just astounded at the, the, the speech that, that Cameron gave, uh, you know, and obviously Cameron got boosted a couple of ways. Right. So, you know, uh, Mitch's protege uh, and never had to like, you know, distance himself from Mitch. I think got a lot of support from Mitch but then also got the support of Trump and Trump didn't seem to, to, to mind that he was Mitch's protege protege. And so he was very loud and proud about his Trump support throughout his race as well. Uh, and, you know, what's the downside in Kentucky? Trump won, you know, 70% of the vote last time he was on the, on the ballot here. People love the guy, even if he's a, you know, this close to being a convicted rapist, you know? Uh, so, you know, it is what it is. Uh, but I, it's just a little bit astounding that's the race that, as much as I despise <laughs> uh, the pretty much the entire field, I'll be honest. Alan Keck said some fun, interesting things. Seemed like a pretty rational guy, and of course, he kind of came in second to dead last. Uh, you know, um, I, uh, your your favorite, or not favorite, but the person you were uh, expected to maybe win, uh, uh, Doug, the Ag Secretary, quarrels like you know, I I didn't think he would win. I was very glad to see him beat. Uh, Kimberly, or I'm sorry, uh, Kelly Craft, like to see that somebody spend that much money <laughs> and to come in third. It's like, wow, that's really, that's an impressively poor campaign. 
uh, <laughs> poorly run campaign. So that, those are my, uh, let's hold the, hold the footage. I want to hear what Kimberly has to say about the governor's race and, uh, and any other race that you wanted to weigh in on. Um, I'm just really hoping and uh, thinking to myself that how Daniel Cameron got in anyway to become AG is because of a lot of it was, not the only thing, but a lot of it was uh, the black vote in Kentucky. Um, I will never forget uh, the day after the election. I mean, people were all on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter talking about Oh, we finally have a black attorney general for Kentucky. You know, we're coming up and all this kind of stuff. And I was putting in the comments like he is Mitch McConnell's guy. What have you done? And they're like, oh, we didn't know. We didn't know. You know, it's on all social media platforms. This was going on. So I'm praying and hoping that this time uh, people will be more informed, a little bit more intelligent about their vote and uh, make sure uh, just because he's a black man. And as my mama used to say, all uh, skin folk ain't kin folk. So, uh, or another thing she would say is also, uh, <laughs> they might be <laughs> some of me, but they are not of my kind. And that is Daniel Cameron. So I hope that that will resonate uh, to everyone don't vote for him. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, I think we'll need to, I think activists will need to absolutely elevate, you know, his misprosecution of Breonna Taylor, you know, that case, like, you know, the fact that you've got jurors saying that he lied to them, lied about what he told them. Like, that's yeah. just horrible, right? So I, I don't know. I think, I think there's plenty of things to use to knock him down a, a peg or two. I'm very excited to talk to uh, his opponent, uh, coming up later in the show, or sorry, his, no, the AG opponent, uh, you know, the person who's taking on uh, the uh, Republican AG, which I don't, what's the guy's name? Who won that race, Doug? Which race are you talking about? The, the primary for the uh, attorney general? Or was there even a primary for the GOP? I guess there wasn't a, a primary. Can, can I say one other thing uh, before uh, Doug goes into his rant? I might need to smoke me a hemp cigarette because I don't know what he's about to say. Uh, but I will say this. Daniel Cameron also played football for um, UofL. Okay. And there's a reason why UofL has not embraced him. UofL has not dedicated anything to him. UofL has not mentioned him. UofL does not want anything to do with him. And I'm talking about the University of Louisville. So I just wanted to put that little tidbit in there that a lot of people don't really think about. Uh, when you get something of that status, you would think that you being an alumni, they would possibly do something for you and nothing has been done. Yeah. Russell Coleman is the name. Just to be like, <laughs> we should probably have that on the show at some point. Russell Coleman is who will be the, uh, is the GOP candidate. There was not a primary, so he just got it. It's kind of like um, Colonel Pam, Representative Colonel Pam. So at any rate, uh, let's do this really quick. Um I, I do want to show this clip. So, uh, and Nate, if you could roll it, it's the, uh, you know, 
Cameron's victory speech just gets nasty. But I've got some disappointing news. Sadly, Andy Bashir wants you to believe that dream doesn't exist anymore. He wants you to believe that dream and those ideals are old fashioned. The new religion of the left casts doubt on the greatness of America. They embrace a picture of this country and this commonwealth that is rooted in division, that is hostile to faith, that is committed to the erosion of our education system. Andy Bashir resigned to live in a commonwealth where violent crime is high and the workforce participation rate is low. He's content to preside over the abandonment of our inner cities and the desolation of our rural communities. Now, the governor during this election will try to take credit for things done by a Republican legislature, but no amount of window dressing will absolve him of his actual record. Our people, our people are smart. <laughs> cannot pretend to have hit a triple when everybody else knows that he was born on third base. Can I just say how horrific that picture was and how untethered to reality and the fact that he's like, oh, the left just wants to divide us. And here, let me say horrible, horrible things about the left, right? Like, oh, like divide us like you're doing right now. Is that what the left wants to do? Meanwhile, Andy Bashir does not say a nasty thing about Republicans generally, conservatives generally, you know. He'll probably talk a little smacky about the legislature because they really did, you know, do everything in their power to undermine him and take away his power. That's fair, right? But the idea that, like, oh, the left is the are the divisive ones because we dare to want like kids to be referred to by the their preferred pronouns in school, right? That's going to destroy public education. Apparently, uh, I don't know how we're hollowing out inner cities or making rural you know, counties desolate, but it is the most offensive and outrageous speech I think I've heard you know, uh, from a Kentucky politician. It was just, it, it infuriates me. And I wanna I want share that, not because I wanna broadcast what he has to say, but I want us to, to acknowledge what we are up against in this race and that they play dirty and that they lie and they are unhinged in how they are going to describe the governor, the governor, like the nicest human on the planet, right? I think that's where they kind of overstep is what Cameron describes and how he describes Andy. Anyone who has been paying attention, even the most like barest, scantest of attention over the past three years is going to go, well, that's, that doesn't sound like Andy. <laughs> None of that sounds like Andy. Uh, so I think he overplays his hand, but it is just absolutely disgusting and disgraceful and the man clearly has sold his soul I, I, the idea that he's saying that with a smile on his face is just uh outrageous to me i don't know and other 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 folks have thoughts about this <laughs> i think doug and i i mean like we're just in shock and then again we're not in shock uh the optics is this uh, if he was standing up there with the black woman, first of all, he wouldn't have even made it that far in the Republican Party. We saw what happened to uh, Ben Carson in the presidential uh, primary. And then also, as you go across Kentucky, uh, you're going to see more and more 
in certain areas, they're not going to like uh, him being with um, the wife that he's with. Uh, there's going to be some uh, dissension about that. Uh, but uh, Andy is going to be exactly what this state needs, period. Just like Colonel Pam Stevenson, we need to get justice back in our state. We need to make sure that uh, fairness reigns supreme in this state. And actually, I would like to live in a state for once that people don't say, oh, it's so racist down there. I can't move there. It is, it is hurting our economy. It's hurting uh, for us to get raises, uh, for our children to have the best education because of selfish means. And Daniel Cameron has shown his character time and time again. Uh, it's been proven what he has done. And if you still want to hang out with sexual predators and get endorsements from Grim Reapers, then what does that say about you? Back to you, Aaron. Yeah, so we're going to move on. Uh, we are going to remember uh, Representative Lillian Swan a little bit later in the show. We're going to kind of flip our uh, order a little bit uh, because we are you know, really honored to have uh, uh, right now Colonel Representative Colonel Pam Stevenson, uh, who, uh, uh, as I'm sure folks know, is the attorney general candidate for the Democratic Party, uh, really uh, a, a key voice uh, and viewpoint uh, in this party who, you know, has been just an amazing leader in the state house. Uh, very excited that she's using her kind of legal expertise and putting that to work, uh, running for the uh, attorney general uh, uh, position. And Representative Colonel Pam, thanks for coming back. Hello. What do you mean, thanks for coming back? This is my show. It says Colonel. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. You have a standing open invitation. You can come back to your show whenever you like. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I, congrats, I guess congratulations aren't really in order because you weren't on the ballot. But yeah, I mean, so glad that you are our nominee and so excited that the, the kind of campaign kind of launches now. So really glad to have you with us. A couple of things just to touch on really quickly. We're going to remember Lamine, but, uh, you know, if there's anything you wanted to share, I know you actually served with him in his, you know, his one session in the General Assembly. Uh, if there's anything you want to say about his tragedy or about his service. Yeah, it's a lesson for all of us in how to live life with power. It's a lesson for all of us that we can, it doesn't take a long time to make a difference. He was in the legislature for one term and he lived fully. He did the work, he was a gentle giant and he minced no words. I already minced him immensely. It's been a really rough week because he showed us how to live and he, we were at the Lizzo concert together. He went to Lizzo, I know, I know. He was in one place, I was another, and we were at the AIDS walk together. He didn't allow anything to stop him from participating in life. And I will remember his spirit and how his desire was justice for all. Awesome. All right, so a little bit of like 101, like government 101. Tell us, what's the attorney general's role and what function, what services does it perform for our commonwealth? And why do you want to do that job? 
Well, the uh, attorney, think of it as the people's lawyer, that there is someone that's looking out at all the things that are happening in the state of Kentucky through the lens of how does it impact Kentuckians? How can we make sure that every Kentuckian thrives? Why is this important? And so this job has two sides. It's the criminal justice side where we take care of victims, victims' rights, criminal justice, and then also the system itself. And then on the other side, there's this is civil law where we get to go after corporations that don't take care of our families the way they should. We need to make sure that the most vulnerable children in foster care, elderly, animals, different things are taken care of and are not abused. So we look after the vulnerable. Then the third part is, as I got to stop, I didn't say hi to my girl. Hey, Kimberly. <laughs> hey, big sis, how you doing? I'm good, thank you. And then the third part is, as attorney general, I get to convene different organizations across the state for the purpose of this state working for all people and not for a petty purpose. I wanna make sure that whatever we do in the police departments, whatever we do in the county attorney offices, whatever we do with the um, different organizations that the attorney general is a part of, what is central and focused is what is good for the people of Kentucky and how can we make sure that every Kentucky family thrives, that every Kentucky county has drinking water, that every child in Kentucky is loved and protected. That's our focus. And anything that gets in between us and serving the people of Kentucky will have a problem. Like the drug uh, epidemic, the opioids. We need to hold those people accountable while getting the people that are impacted by addiction the help they need. We talk mental health services constantly. Why don't we have what we need in mental health? We will convene groups together to make sure that we become the Kentucky that takes care of every citizen. And you gotta have the heart for it. If you don't like people, if you don't care about people, if you're in the job for anything else other than people, you get what we got today. Awesome. Yeah, we, we need better for sure. Uh, Kimberly, I think you have a question for uh, Colonel Pam. I sure do. And um, first of all, just know that <laughs> I think everybody's going to vote for you. <laughs> I think that's going to happen. But um, the current AH, oh, excuse me, I didn't mean to say that. The current AG, allegedly, Daniel Cameron, has gotten a lot of attention for how he has done and absolutely not done uh, his job. So I just want to ask you, like, how would you have uh, done things uh, on the situations that he has just enormously uh, <laughs> made horrible? You know, like, for example, like the Breonna Taylor situation, how would you have handled that? Well, first of all, I have 39 years of experience. I've been a chief prosecutor. I am a litigator. I was a criminal defense attorney, a law professor, a law clerk. I have negotiated hostage crises in foreign countries. I've lived in 11 countries. I've done law at every level from the local, national, state, 
all the way to international. I have a background in making things happen for people and building communities. That's where we start. I've got the experience that can back up my talk. Secondly, when you have the primary purpose of the office is the people's office, then you do things differently. You get different results. As the people's attorney, my job is to serve them, to listen to them, to ask them what they need and to impact that. Not my own personal opinion. We must restore Kentucky back, the, well, the office of the AG, back to the people's house. We must make sure that no one takes advantage of Kentuckians, not major corporations, not out-of-state corporations. And then secondly, we just got to work together to take Kentucky from the bottom of the list to the top of the list. We are on the bottom of so many lists of states of child abuse. You know, it makes no sense that children who have no agency are not protected and loved in this state. It bothers me that children who can't get a job, can't drive, can't do anything except through the goodness of an adult, oftentimes are in a foster care system that we built that's ineffective. You imagine a uh, seven-year-old with a garbage bag full of stuff in front of a door, knocking on the door with a social worker, afraid because they don't know what's going to happen behind that door. And they certainly don't know what's going to happen once the social worker leaves. I think our people, Kentuckians are smart. Tell the truth. Just tell the truth and deal with the opinions and deal with the outcomes. But as an officer of the court, you cannot lie. Um, just one thing real quick, um, Colonel Pamela Stevenson, representative, um, who was the first person that told you that you would be running for attorney general of the Commonwealth of Kentucky? <laughs> I said, no, I, I, I was, I said, I have a job. That's exactly what I said. Cause I was the state representative. Who did you and say I that to? <laughs> well I think I said it to you <laughs> I'm not psychic because otherwise we all be millionaires and we would have won the lottery I'd have the numbers but uh, just mark my words on this you got to win it thank you Thank you. That is awesome. So 39 years of legal experience uh, in a range of different forums uh, you were at you know, JAG core um, is it what is it called when you're you're a judge advocate when you're in the, when you're in the I judge am a jag I was a jag I was a commander and it's called a judge advocate but I um, did that for 27 years in the Air Force where my job was to go work with the United Nations and build communities to go in foreign countries and build communities and do what we needed to have done so the promise of America could be realized we say in the air military and it started a long time ago in the army, duty, honor, country. And now I've changed that to duty, honor, Kentucky, because Kentucky is worth fighting for. The people deserve all the good things that could happen if the right person's in the seat. I've got the experience, I've done it for America, now I wanna do it for Kentucky.
That's so cool. And you'll get a cool new title. You've had a lot of awesome titles in your career. So this would be, you'd be a general now, which is a brilliant thing. Like, oh, no. Oh, no. I got some people I'm going to go back and say, okay, you used to call me Colonel. Now you must call me General. <laughs> uh, Doug, I think you've got a question uh, for Representative. Hey, Doug, how are you? Just fine, Colonel Pam. Uh, it's been a long time since I saw you in, uh, I guess it was Midway. I wanted to eat your lunch, but you shooed me away. <laughs> You remember that? Uh, the question I want to ask you, I, I want to lead you into this first. You have 39 years of legal experience. And our current AG, who is now running for governor, is less than 39 years old. Mm -hmm. When he first ran for AG, there was a lawsuit that was filed because he really wasn't qualified under the law to be able to run for AG. At the time when he ran for AG, he and uh, Bashir should use this somewhere. He said he was not going to be a career politician. He was running for the attorney general, and that would be the only office he would run for because he wanted to help the people. Mm -hmm. So now that I've said all that, I want to lead up to my question. Um, over the past three years, three and a half years, um, A.G. Cameron has sued Governor Bashir 23 times. Would you like to weigh in on, uh, I, I know you're aware of some of those lawsuits, like to weigh in on uh, your, your thoughts on some of those lawsuits? In the this legislative session, we did more against the governor than we did for the people of Kentucky. The use of the resources, the limited resources that they keep talking about to sue a sitting governor who's bought more economic development to the state than any governor, who's bought corporations here, who has gone through three major weather emergencies where people lost their lives and their family, who has provided comfort to people all across the state, who saved lives through COVID. The only reason you would sue anybody 23 times is for political points. It's not for an outcome that's going to help people. If you really wanted to help people, what you would do is sit down and have a conversation. Work it out. Don't use limited resources to sue. Now, most of those suits had little to do with serving people. I will sue someone if you want to harm people. I will sue someone if a company comes into our, our state and decides that they know what's best for Kentuckians and they harm Kentuckians. My father, uh, my grandfather uh, built a church and my whole life has been about what can you do to not only serve, but put some love into whatever you're doing. That's what's required of us, mercy and justice. That's what we're going to do. I don't believe that many of those lawsuits had anything to do with building a better Kentucky, with feeding people and making sure that we thrive, every Kentucky family. Certainly had anything to do with moving us from the bottom of these lists to the top. There's so much we could do that would help Kentuckians, everyday Kentuckians live a full life and we didn't do it. Instead, we sued people and we came up with uh, legislation that was not needed. Meanwhile, people are trying to feed their kids without help from the government. 
I uh, really quickly, I, you you got a lot of attention. You had a viral moment when you were uh, fighting uh, SB one fifty. Mm -hmm. uh, that the kind of omnibus anti-trans, anti-LGBTQ uh, legislation. You were just a passionate advocate defender uh, of those kids. Anything you want to say now about that? It's 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 front and center. It's going to be front and center in this race. Mm -hmm. I'm sure people are going to come after you for yeah. you know voting to like let parents make decisions about the health care for their kids. Uh, but yeah, anything you want to say about that? You know, to kind of just characterize the you know the kind of democratic position on that fight and what what you know we we heard kelly craft go out of her way to try to vilify everyone saying very clearly there'd be no transgenders in school if she was governor so thankfully we dodged that bullet uh, mm -hmm. i don't know how she's gonna do it but uh and then cameron who's like this anti-woke garbage also he's you know, he's leaning into that what's like for common sense Kentuckians who aren't in these partisan fights and aren't really paying very close attention, how would you characterize this issue and, and kind of your, your, your work to fight for these kids? Every time we're in session of the, uh, on the wall in front of all our desks is a big sign that says, in God we trust. And right under that is the American flag where every day we say the pledge allegiance to the flag for the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. It didn't say all, except for the people we don't like, except for the people that are not like us, except for the people that have different issues they're facing. It said all. And when you have a model of hate, somebody's always gonna be at the bottom. Somebody's always going to be hated and somebody's always going to need support from the other people who are not in the spotlight right now, but soon you will be. That day, the, the families and the children of the transgender families were trying to get in and speak to the legislators and were not given admission to their offices. They said they could not get in to explain their side and how their life was. And then when it passed after one hour, it went through committee and back to the floor within one hour, a whole new bill, it passed because they have 80 votes and we have 20. There were parents crying, there were children crying and shouting because all they wanted to do was exist, to have the right to exist. And the government was saying to them, you have no right to exist. The government was saying to the American Medical Association, we're gonna tell you how to run your business. We're gonna take some of your authority away. The government was saying to American Psychological Association, yeah, we know you have a whole process for this, but we don't care. We're gonna take some of your rights away. And we were going to tell parents that even though there are your kids, you don't have a right to tell them, get them the treatment they need. That's not who we say we are. Why is it for this set of people who have little power and it's a small number, why would you go after the least of these? Yes, I was upset. Picking on children? I don't think any child wakes up in the morning and says, how can I be different so kids can bully me? How can I be different so I don't belong? How can I be different so I feel like I'm an alien? 
No one does that. And for us, the government that's supposed to be for the people, by the people, to serve the people, to pile on and bully these kids is horrific. Well, obviously, obviously they're doing it so they can take over women's sports, right? Like that is like, it is so infuriating to hear what the Republican line is on trans kids, right? That Oh, they're defending parent, they're like, they're defending teachers. I don't understand. That doesn't make any sense to me when they like voted against a pay raise for teachers. They're saying they're defending women's sports from what? The, the three kids who want to play sports with their friends? Like, mm -hmm. oh, you got to you got to protect the under 12, you know, institution of sports. Like, give me a break. I, I, I share your outrage. I'm inspired by your passion. You have been such an amazing advocate and legislator with your time in, in Frankfurt. Uh, you know, we, we don't want to see you leave that body, uh, but we're very excited to see what you'll do as attorney general. And I guess one question we have, what can we do to help your campaign? You know, we're all in. We want to make sure that you have the the the, the, the best fighting chance to, to secure this secure the seat. Well, I'll say two things. One, I always say lead with love. I, I just believe that. Sometimes I lead with love and it's got a sharp edge. <laughs> <laughs> then secondly, what we have to do is to make sure that we stick together and we listen to one another. I will want to be attorney general. Unfortunately, um, against Mitch McConnell's attorney, they have a lot of money. I don't. And what we must do is come together with our nickels, our dimes, and our quarters and make sure that we give the best that we have to give to make sure that democracy, 100 years from now, we still have a democracy. That starts with me being the attorney general and Andy Brashear being the governor so that he can have an attorney general that he can work with. You can go to pamforag.com. We have a lot of things you can do to help. Everybody can do something. It's like the elevator door. When it's getting ready to close, we'll put our, we'll put our arm in the, between the doors and risk breaking our arm so we don't miss that elevator. Democracy is closing. Put your whole body in so that a hundred years from now, children will look back at us and say, we did what we needed to do to save the promise of America and to make sure they had a free country to live in. So I need everyone, whether it's $5 or $10, whatever you can do to donate at pamforag.com. If you wanna work, we got something for you to do. We don't want everybody to do everything. But what if everybody did one thing consistently that fit with their life? We would move Kentucky. Kentucky would rise, as would every family in Kentucky. Also, I'm having an event tomorrow at 6 p.m. Join us. <laughs> where, where is that going to be? Where are you going to be? I'm going to be at the Yearlings Club on Broadway. Which and city all the details about? in Louisville, I'm sorry, Louisville, Kentucky. And all the details are on Facebook. <laughs> Apparently, are you an Alpha Kappa Alpha? <laughs> I am. And I, that's what I love. I'm AKA. And the Divine Nine has been supporting me. They are uh, working together now to figure out the best way to do that. So I'm very happy about the unity this campaign is bringing to the people of Kentucky. Nice. And so you guys, you know how when 
Kamala Wan had every week I would talk about my soror and now Madam Vice President. You hadn't heard it for a long time, right? So now you're gonna start hearing it every week again, but it's gonna be a bad current. Have you walked away from Kamala? (laughs) No, I did not walk away, never walk away from my soror, but you know. <laughs> All right. Well, that is quite a quite a quite a group for sure. Thank you so much. I know you got a fundraiser you're, you're doing. You know, we're, we're pe- stealing you away from uh, the folks who are there to support you. But we, our, our folks are here to support you. We're watching you. We'll share you on the podcast. We appreciate all the all the work you have done. You work you will do. I know it is like, you know, it's hard running statewide. Uh, how is how's it going so far? It seems like you've made it yeah. to about everywhere. Well, it is. But here's what keeps me going. People, every day, people just want hope. They want their lives to matter. They want their children to do better than they've done. And they want it to ma- their families to thrive. And when we talk about those things, they get excited. They want to be a part of the fabric of Kentucky. But when we start talking crazy, politicians, they're like, why do y'all talk about things that don't matter to us? I don't have a good answer. Or when I talk to the high school kids and I, and I ask them, what do you want adults to know? And what kind of world do you want to live in? The kids say to, uh, to me consistently, why won't they do anything to keep us safe? Or why can't we live in a world where people get along? So we have to set the table. We are the ones to make sure that the next generation thrives and we hand over to them a world that works for everyone. Wonderful. Wonderful. Let's get it done. Uh, thank you so much, Colonel Pan. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. So now we're going to head back, uh, jump back in the program. We have a, uh, a Doug Price rant heading our way. We cannot forget about that. Uh, Doug, sock it to us. What, what do you got? Thank you so, so very much. We did talk about the winners, but what I want to talk about now is the real losers. Here are the facts. The April 2023 registration statistics from the State Board of Elections indicated there were 1.5 million Democrats registered and a little bit more Republicans registered at 1.587 million. There were 143,000 independents. Now let's talk about election results. The total voter turnout was 14. 44% with a total of 500,092 ballots cast. Almost 3 million voters did not vote. Let that sink in. 3 million losers did not vote. Yes, you out there who did not bother to vote, you are a loser. So sue me, I don't care. A lot of people think Trump is a loser, but not Daniel Cameron. More on that in a little bit. But it was rainy. I had other things to do. I didn't have time. My vote won't make a difference. Yep, you are a loser. You gave up your vote because you didn't care. Let's take a look at individual totals, taking into consideration the number of losers who could have voted but didn't. On the Republican side, the vote total by registered Republicans in the governor's race indicated that 287,633 of registered Republicans voted for a candidate. That means the voter turnout for those candidates was 18%. 
On the Democratic side, 13% of registered Democrats voted for a candidate. So more losers on the Democratic side. Shameful. I have to mention early voting. Many Republicans are against this type of voting and will argue with you that this causes voter fraud. People should have to wait until the day to vote. 39,584 Democrats early voted and 50,179 Republicans early voted. Lastly, I must mention what Daniel Cameron stated in his victory speech. Let me just say, the Trump culture of winning is alive and well in Kentucky. Trump is a loser. Cameron in the governor's office would be disastrous. And if Democrats do not get out and vote in November, then all of Kentucky will lose, and in particular, losers who do not vote. That's my rant. All right. Do you feel I got better? something to say. I got something to <laughs> Yeah, I got something to say. Okay. okay. Uh, you know, Doug, you fresh. I love you. You know I do. However, this particular time, we know that primaries really don't traditionally bring the people out like general elections. And that's on us. That's on us to make it more exciting, to make it more uh, knowledgeable, uh, to come out and vote. And then number two, this was one of the most quiet uh, primary seasons uh, that I can remember. It was very quiet. Uh, a lot of people totally did not know that there was a primary on Tuesday. And then a lot of people were like, oh my God, I forgot. you," Because they're not seeing the onslaught of commercials. Uh, all of the collateral, you know, the 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 campaign uh, brochures and postcards are not coming in the mail. Uh, there's not a lot of phone calls being made. You know, your email, your Gmail is not uh, just just crowded with uh, candidates that are running for offices. So on this one, I don't think that. Um, Loser is the uh, right word. I think that all of us that didn't make it known more uh, are the losers in this particular situation. <laughs> I, I respect your opinion, and you've heard my opinion, and I'm not. I'm not backing down. Yeah, I mean, I think if you there's a reason that there are more more Democrats, higher percentage, I'm sorry, higher percentage of Republicans made it to the polls because obviously there were competitive races that people had heard about, right? And people spent a lot of money. One person spent an enormous amount of money to make sure that people knew there was a race and that she was the candidate. Uh, and she probably, you know, inspired more people to show up to vote against her than vote for her. Uh, a comment in the, uh, in the thread, Eric Dieters uh, sent Debbie Winslow more mail than the Democrats. Yeah, there's not a lot of mail being sent by the Democrats. Uh, so, uh, you know, that I think there weren't really competitive races that had money behind them on the democratic side. So we knew there was one Sierra Enlow. I don't think she had enough money to do mailers. Right. Um, um, but you know, uh, thankfully she got the kernels of truth bump and, and won her race. Uh, but yeah, yeah. It's like, blame the voters, I guess. I don't know. We better need better civics in this country. So people understand why elections matter. We need, 
I don't know what we need. Uh, but yeah, people should have a stake in this. They should see their like future being reflected in who they who they select to represent them. And I think people are awful, awful kind of tuned out and don't see politics matter. So I don't know. I don't know. Um, especially gonna... our young folks, especially our our young folks. Um, and I've said it on the show before. Uh, I talk to a lot of young folks. I talk to a lot of millennials. I talk to a lot of uh, Generation uh, Z. And, you know, the consensus is we saw grandmom and granddad voting. Uh, they kept saying changes are going to come. And, and it really hasn't come in the way that they thought it was going to come. Then they saw mama and daddy. Okay. Then they saw Trump. And then they see all the contentiousness within our own party and in Frankfurt with the Republicans and how we have had so much negative slippage that they are just not really concerned uh, about elections as they were. Uh, elections have to be a little bit more exciting. Uh, we have to resonate more with people where they are. And, and maybe change the game up on some things just a little bit. Look at Colonel Pam. She's going everywhere, all over this state, and she's letting people know that she is running. But the date, I'm just being honest with you. A lot of my coworkers was like, oh my God, I forgot. Today is the day to vote because it was really quiet and we on these on this screen right now, probably we're more um, knowledgeable and interested and passionate than the average mom of three that's working two or three jobs and their child is getting in trouble in school all the time. And they're just trying to make it work because they make too much. They make $20 more where they can't get food stamps or any type of assistance, but then they don't make enough to really have a life. And yes, voting can help some of that, but we're just not uh, conveying the message right. Like the Republicans, they all stay on the same talking point and we have not done that. So I'm not going to uh, call people losers. I want them to make sure to come to the general election and do what needs to be done. And we've got some months to make that happen. Too much time, I'm gonna argue. <laughs> That's a whole rant for another time. But the fact that this now, we've had the, the primary and now the general is going to be in November. You know, like that's a whole lot of time to try to, you know, educate folks about the race. So, um, but yeah, people will be campaigning for a while now. We're kicking off the, the general election campaigning now. Uh, but what I, I want to spend a little bit of time on uh, is, you know, as we heard uh, you know, from Colonel Pam, who almost made me cry about Lamine, uh, you know, uh, Representative Lamine Swan, who, you know, was a friend of this show for sure. He, you know, he just a, a truly wonderful human. On Sunday, we learned that uh, that he died suddenly, tragically, uh, far too soon. Uh, representative from the 93rd District here in Lexington just served his first session of the General Assembly. He was just truly a man of the people. Um, we really did, I think, have a strong connection to him. He appeared twice on the show, once as a candidate, once as a representative, sharing his recap of the session. 
Progress Kentucky board member and one of the show's producers, Annabelle Nagel, worked on Lamine's campaign. Uh, she had this to say. Uh, Representative Lamine Swan was everything you could ever ask for in a friend who is a ray of sunshine in the dark world of politics. Getting to know Lamine was truly a blessing and an honor. His campaign for state rep was the most fun I've ever had with a race. Everything was a new and exciting experience with him. From our meetings in North Lime Coffee to the UK Canes on election night, it was an unforgettable time with Lamine and his, uh, his campaign manager, Lindsay. Uh, she'll drink Team Lamine's drink of choice, a white chocolate mocha for Lamine today. Uh, so personally, I met him at a Fayette County Dems happy hour. Uh, introduced myself, told him about the show. He immediately agreed to come on. We swapped cell phone numbers, and he was just a wonderful guest. Uh, I attended one of his first fundraisers, I think, before Annabelle was working on the campaign. It was at a co-working space downtown. Downtown, uh, I got to meet his mom, who uh, who I just adored. She was so proud. She was such a wonderful woman. Uh, and she had this to say when she announced his passing. Uh, there are no words to fully describe the grief and the impossible loss that others and I feel right now after saying goodbye earlier today to my beloved son, Lamine. Beyond our faith, what comforts us is knowing the positive and lasting impact he had on so many. Those included his loved ones and friends, those he advocated for throughout his life, and now those whose own lives will forever be strengthened by his decision to be an organ donor. We are extremely grateful for the outpouring of love and support we had received over the last several days. I know he felt it too. Thank you, Pamela Dixon. So yeah, I met her at the first fundraiser, truly just phenomenal, wonderful woman. He had such an amazing legacy of activism from, I think, you know, marching on Frankfurt with his grandfather for an MLK holiday, uh, you know, marching the first MLK parade, uh, you know, when he's just a little kid uh, to being an activist and organizer. And I think, you know, I don't know that he really was like super psyched about being a representative. It wasn't like his life goal. I think he looked around and realized that no one was running in the 93rd district. He's like, Jesus, somebody better. I guess it has to be me. Uh, and then we heard from, you know, Representative Colonel Pam about how, what a wonderful and passionate advocate and representative he was. And he did the work. Uh, and yeah, just a phenomenal human and just so tragic that he's gone so soon. Mark Murphy drew a wonderful tribute uh, cartoon to him, which I think just really hits home. Uh, we There are a couple opportunities uh, for you to kick in to help out to support the memory and legacy of this truly admirable soul. There is a GoFundMe set up by the family to support the funeral arrangements. So if everyone can kick in five or 10 bucks, 50 bucks to help out, uh, you know, they're not like, you know, a ton of means, I think, in the family. So folks can help out that way. Um, and then also uh, there is a public memorial at the Grayline Station. So Thursday of this week, which is tomorrow as we're recording this, but at 5 p.m. on Thursday, uh, please come out, uh, help remember this phenomenal uh, human. So uh, that's, we'll share the Facebook event there so you can, uh, you know, find out the details and head there. But uh, I don't know, folks, anything, uh, anyone else want to offer, you know, thoughts about Lamine or this, this tragedy? We just talked to him. What was it like a month and a half ago, two months ago? We just talked to him. That shows you in this life, Democrat, Republican, whomever, at the end of the day, we have to cherish human life. 
because you never know when they're going to just be poof, they're gone. And I, I just couldn't believe it. You know, Mark Murphy is also excellent in drawing what you're truly feeling. And this illustration by Mark Murphy uh, just exemplifies everything about um, Representative Swan. And also at the Wendell Ford dinner here in Louisville on June the 2nd, uh, we will be doing a moment of silence for him. Uh, some of his family is going to be coming and also uh, a great representative uh, who has been spearheading uh, a lot of this for uh, Representative Swan is uh, Cheryl Lynn. What is Cheryl Lynn's last, what is Representative mm -hmm. Cheryl Lynn? Yes. yes. When in doubt, if it's a great representative, it's Stevenson. <laughs> you know, you are on to something. So she has been uh, truly a beacon of support for the family and for the state of Kentucky and just arranging things and just being a, a wonderful, wonderful person um, in memory of Representative Swan. Of course, of course she is, because she's also just a wonderful human. Yeah. Um, all right, well, uh, also I think Coleman Eldridge had like uh, an awesome memorial. Apparently he's known uh, Lamine for a really long time as well. So uh, we can put a link in the uh, in the show for that if you want to read his really nice memorial uh, to Lamine. Um, yeah, Doug, anything you want to say? Uh, I met Lamine once. I had taken uh, one of my grandchildren to uh, an event that was happening in Lexington, and he was there. And uh, I enjoyed his talk that he gave. Uh, he was very articulate, and uh, uh, he will certainly, certainly be missed. Absolutely, for sure. Rest in power. Uh, my friend. Uh, All right. Also, so I would like to add very, very quickly, very, very quickly that the greats are passing on. If you remember uh, Representative Daryl Owens and now uh, Jefferson County Attorney General uh, Tom Wine uh, has passed on. Um, it is 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 very sad. It's very, very sad. Um, however, good news. Uh, our wonderful, amazing governor, Andy Bashir, has appointed uh, Jarena Weathers uh, to Jefferson County Attorney General uh, for right now uh, to take Tom Wine's place. And she was the Secretary of Labor for our state. And uh, actually, on May the 31st, well, actually, May the 18th, through the 30th, uh, applications and resumes will be accepted until May the 30th at 5 p.m. to the Louisville uh, Democratic Headquarters here in Louisville, Jefferson County, uh, for those wanting to be the nominee for that position. And on May the 31st, I believe that is a Wednesday, uh, we will be voting, and I'm included in this, 
vote stuff again and uh, voting for who will be the Democratic nominee for Jefferson County Attorney General. Gotcha. Gotcha. Too many, too many good folks passing, uh, for sure. Uh, all right. Well, uh, I guess one call to action, as I mentioned, you know, this we finished the, the primary election. Now it's uh, the, the general is underway. The reelect is underway. Get on the bus and join Governor Bashir uh, and the rest of the very strong slate of Democratic candidates for statewide office. They're doing a bus tour Friday, May 19th, Saturday, May 20th, and Sunday, May 21st. So it's going from Paducah to Pikeville and Prestonburg, uh, from Louisville up to Newport on Sunday. Uh, so the Lexington event is going to be at 10 a.m. Saturday. I'm going to try to make that. Uh, although I also have a sweet 16 birthday party to help organize for my daughter. So, you know, going to manage all the things we need to manage. Uh, but uh, that's going to be at West Six Brewing. Of course it is uh, at 10 a.m. on Saturday. Uh, and then if you want to see the full schedule, we can put that in the show notes as well with like links to the different events. But, you know, getting it going right out of the gates. Let's make it happen, people. Uh, anyone anyone going to do any of these events? Sunday in Louisville, Kimberly, what you doing Sunday? I gotta work, gotta work. But you know, I'm gonna have them all night at the Window Ford dinner, which is gonna be here in Louisville on June the 2nd at the Silbach Hilton Hotel. Window Ford dinner? Is that, I think that's the first you're mentioning this. I don't know. No, you, you've been out and I've been, you know, like I've been doing my thing, like while you were out. No, I got you. I got you. I know yourself. Yeah, but, you know, be there, be square. We got about 50 tickets left. You know, you want to hang out with Andy all night, taking pictures, being in all the media, doing the red carpet. Honey, let me tell you. The Wendell Ford dinner is where it's going to be. And you know, Miss Kimberly Cecil Jones is a co-chair along with my great friend, uh, president of the Deltas, matter of fact, which is one of the divine nine, Rosalind Welch. It's the first year for Black Girl Magic to be the chairs. And if you know my personality, you know you are going to have a good time that night. So you just go to Louisville Dems dot com to get your ticket there we only got about 50 tickets oh my god we did the tasting and the plate is like full of food and it's so delicious oh i just want you all to come you gotta come you gotta come aaron i'm out of town i I got you a discounted room i'm gonna be on vacation i'm sorry i'm gonna be in florida Dougie Fresh, I can't believe you, but I'll go ahead on and close us out if that's what you want me to do really quickly. I love you guys, and I love it that we can always agree to disagree. That's what life is about, and enjoy your life. Hold your close your 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 loved ones closer because you just never know. Uh, but Progress Kentucky is a nonprofit organization registered with the Kentucky Secretary of State and organized as a 501c4. We are affiliated with the Indivisible Project, the Commonwealth Alliance Voters Engagement, otherwise known as CAVE, and also proud members of the Forward Kentucky Network. Progress Kentucky's goal is to educate, organize, increase voter turnout, and advance a progressive 
agenda through civic engagement. Make sure to join us next week when we'll be joined by Kim Reeder. The Democratic candidate for auditor will join us on May the 24th, and we will continue to invite candidates all through the campaign season. Production of this episode, 113. Yes, 113 this evening was by our very own Nate Orsham. You know, you heard the music. He is the producer and the maestro of the writing of it as well. So you want to hear more theme songs. You want to hear some of his work and how creative and wonderful he actually is. You need to go to natosongs.com. That's N-A-T-O songs.com. And also, if you miss our weekly live stream, my dear, on Facebook, don't worry. You can rewatch shows and see our source links on Facebook and in the comments. Or if you are somewhere and you can't really look at us, then you can always hear us on your audio podcast, uh, such as Apple, Google, Spotify, and pretty much wherever you get your podcast logo and some graphic content was provided by Couch Fire Media. And you can visit them at couchfiremedia.com. Now, you know what I'm going to say? It's hump day. Um, you know, Doug's a little upset with you for not voting if you didn't vote. Um, but guess what? You got another chance. So let's get in. Let's get in real, real, real deep. And like Colonel Pam said, you know, just put our whole body in to stop the closing of our democracy and make sure that you're getting on board. And you know what I say? Get in where you fit in to make a difference. And you've made it through Wednesday. So for the rest of the week, do something nice for somebody. Not only will it make you feel good, it will make them feel great. And until then, same bat channel, same bat time next week. And we'll see you then. Have a great rest of your week.